ParentingMontana.org. Conflict. Now is the right time. As a parent or someone in a parenting role, you play an essential role in your child or teen's success. There are intentional ways to grow a healthy parent-child relationship, and growing your child or teen's skills to manage conflict provides a perfect opportunity. Conflict happens in families, between spouses, among siblings, and between parents and children or teens. Arguing in family life is normal and expected. How you argue and how you work through problems together can build your child or teen's life skills so that they are ready to grow and sustain healthy relationships beyond your family. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 will need to practice and build their skills in listening, empathy, communication, and problem solving in order to thrive. They will need to learn to stop and calm down before saying or acting in harmful ways. And they will have to learn to reflect on poor choices and take responsibility for their actions. If they cause harm, you will need to guide them to a next better decision so that they learn how to mend physical or emotional damage done. Yet everyone faces challenges in managing conflict. You can't tell me what to do, your child or teen may exclaim, in embarrassment and frustration after breaking a house rule with a friend. As your child or teen develops, they will need to test their limits and the rules in order to internalize them. This can lead to power struggles. The steps below include specific practical strategies to prepare you to help your child or teen work through conflict in ways that build their skills. Why conflict? Whether it's your 11-year-old hitting an older sibling in frustration or your 13-year-old refusing to get ready for a family event, establishing regular and healthy ways of working through conflict that aren't harmful to themselves or others is essential as your child or teen learns to build healthy relationships. This includes teaching your child or teen vital skills that build confidence. Today, in the short term, teaching skills to manage conflict in healthy ways can create greater opportunities for connection, cooperation, and enjoyment. It can create trust in each other that you have the competence to manage your relationships and responsibilities. It can create a sense of well-being and motivation to engage. Tomorrow, in the long term, managing conflict in your child or teen develops a sense of safety, security, and belief in self. Your child or teen builds skills in self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. Your child or teen deepens family trust and intimacy. Five Steps for Managing Conflict This five-step process helps you and your child or teen manage conflict. It also builds important, critical life skills in your child or teen. The same process can be used to address other parenting issues as well. Here's a tip. These steps are done best when you and your child or teen are not tired or in a rush. Here's a tip. Intentional communication and actively building a healthy parenting relationship will support these steps. Step 1. Get your child or teen thinking by getting their input. You can get your child or teen thinking about managing conflict by asking them open-ended questions. You'll help prompt your child or teen's thinking. You'll also begin to better understand their thoughts, feelings, and challenges related to how they feel when confronting challenges so that you can address them. In gaining input, your child or teen has greater stake in anything they've designed themselves, and with that sense of ownership also comes a greater responsibility for solving their own problems. Your child or teen has more motivation to work together and cooperate because of their sense of ownership. Your child or teen will be working in collaboration with you on making informed decisions, understanding the reasons behind those decisions about critical aspects of their life. Your child or teen will grow self-control, empathy, and problem-solving skills. Actions. Consider what challenges your child or teen in their ability to manage conflict in healthy ways. For example, if your child or teen is hurt or feeling rejected, it's a normal reflex for them to lash out with hurtful words and self-protection. Begin by considering the following. Ask how your child or teen feels when they argue with a family member or friend. What are some ways you can tell you are having a conflict with someone? What are common issues that cause conflict for you? How do you feel when you are having conflict with someone? Name the multiple feelings that occur. What do you notice about what's going on in your body? Name the ways that your child or teen physically experiences conflict, whether it's a red hot face or racing heartbeat. What are examples of negative impacts you have had on others that maybe you didn't mean? 
How might you have engaged differently so as to reduce the negative impact? Step two, teach new skills by interactive modeling. As a parent or someone in a parenting role, it's easy to forget that your child or teen is learning how to be in healthy relationships, and that includes learning how to argue fairly. Because of your child or teen's learning and development, they will make mistakes and poor choices. How you handle those moments can determine how you help build their conflict management skills. Learning about development milestones can help you understand what your child or teen is experiencing. 11-year-olds may argue with you as they assert their independence and fight with friends as they worry more about being liked. They may exclude others in order to gain popularity. 12-year-olds may find themselves more run down by stress. They may be edgy and moody and anger easily as they deal with stress. 13-year-olds can be highly sensitive as they work to define their independent identity while still being dependent. They may feel an even greater sense of peer pressure. 14-year-olds may act invincible and like they know it all. They may get angry if they are embarrassed or rejected in front of peers and particularly in front of crushes. Teaching is different than just telling. Teaching builds skills, grows problem-solving abilities, and sets your child or teen up for success. Teaching also involves modeling and practicing the positive behaviors you want to see, promoting skills and preventing problems. This is also an opportunity to establish meaningful, logical consequences for when expectations are not met. Actions. Teach constructive conflict management to your child or teen using the following model. Step one, stop. This is the most important step and requires you to pause. Explain to your child or teen that when they are in a conflict, it is easy for their reactive emotional part of the brain to take over. Unfortunately, this might result in saying unkind things and doing things they regret when functioning in this part of their brain. In order to get the thinking brain connected, it is important to pause. There are many ways to help take a pause, including taking a breath, visualizing a stop sign, or simply imagining hitting a pause button. Step two, check in. The second step has three parts to it and requires them to check in with their body, their feelings, and their needs. The following questions will help. What sensations do you feel in your body? Heart racing, palm sweaty? What are you feeling? Angry, hurt, what do you need? To be heard, to feel like your opinion matters? Step three, communicate. Encourage your child or teen to then communicate the feeling, need, and request, which might sound like, I feel upset and I need my opinion to matter. Could you listen to me first without interrupting? Teach your child or teen to repair harm. A critical step in teaching children and teens about managing anger is learning how to repair harm when they've caused it. Harm could be physical, like breaking something, or emotional, like hurting someone's feelings. Mistakes are a critical aspect of their social learning. Everyone has moments when they hurt another, but it's that next step that matters in repairing the relationship. Here's a tip. If your child or teen struggles with giving you a feeling word, then offer them options and ask which one or a couple of them fit their true feeling. This helps expand their feeling vocabulary. Step three, practice to grow skills and develop habits. Your daily disagreements can be opportunities for your child or teen to practice new skills if you seize those chances. Practice grows vital new brain connections that strengthen and eventually form habits. Each time your child or teen works hard managing feelings, words, and choices constructively. Practice also provides important opportunities to develop consequential thinking or the ability to think ahead to the impact of a particular choice and evaluate whether it's a positive choice based on those considerations. Actions. Allow your child or teen the chance to take steps to meet their big challenges, taking responsibility for their own relationships, even when you know you could do it faster and better. Be sure to consider how you can create the conditions to support their success, like offering coaching or guided open-ended questions to prompt thinking, so that your child or teen learns to become their own best problem solver. Follow through on repairing harm. When your child or teen has caused harm, they need your guidance, encouragement, and support in following through to repair it. They may need your support through this process, and that's okay. They are learning the invaluable skill of responsible decision-making. Initially, practice may require more teaching, but avoid offering direct solutions, going directly to the other in the conflict, or solving a problem for your child or teen. Step four, support your child or teen's development and success. 
At this point, you've taught your child or teen how to meet their challenges with skill and persistence, and you are allowing them to practice so they can learn how to do those new tasks well and independently. Now you can offer support when it's needed by reteaching, monitoring, coaching, and when appropriate, applying logical consequences. Parents naturally offer support as they see their child or teen fumble with a situation in which they need help. This is no different. By providing support, you are reinforcing their ability to be successful, helping them grow, cause and effect thinking. By providing support, you are reinforcing their ability to be successful, helping them grow, cause and effect thinking as they address problems and conflicts, and helping them grow skills in taking responsibility. Actions. Initially, your child or teen may need active support. Use show me or I'd love to see statements and ask them to demonstrate how they can work to resolve a problem. You could say, I'd love to see how you use some of the skills we just talked about in this argument with your sister. Recognize effort by using I notice statements like, I notice you were so clear about what your feelings were and what you needed from your sister. Great work asking her for exactly what you needed. That's excellent. On days with extra challenges, when you see your child or teen is frustrated or feeling irritable, proactively remind your child or teen that their power lies in their ability to pause before reacting. This might sound like yesterday, when you stop and took a breath before reacting to your sister, you were able to stay in control and get the outcome you wanted. It may not feel like that today, but that ability is still in you. Actively reflect on how your child or teen is feeling when approaching challenges. You can ask questions like, how are these things going with your friends? Who are you hanging out with during lunch? Offering a chance to talk about lunch and recess gives insight into your child or teen's social challenges. I can tell you are still upset about what happened with your friend. What do you think might be helpful? Apply logical consequences when needed. Logical consequences should come soon after the negative behavior and need to be provided in a way that maintains a healthy relationship. Rather than punishment, a consequence is about supporting the learning process. First, get your own feelings in check. Not only is this good modeling, when your feelings are in check, you are able to provide logical consequences that fit the behavior. Second, invite your child or teen into a discussion about the expectations established in step two for managing conflict. Third, if you feel that your child or teen is not holding up their end of the bargain, unless it's a matter of them not knowing how, then apply a logical consequence as a teachable moment. Here's a trap to avoid. Don't move on or nag. Children and teens often need more time to deal with their feelings and approach someone with whom they are upset. Be sure to wait long enough for your child or teen to show you they can address their problems on their own with your support. Your waiting could make all the difference in whether they are able to work through their problems. Step 5. Recognize effort and quality to foster motivation. No matter how old your child is, your praise and encouragement are their sweetest reward. If your child or teen is working to grow their skills, even in small ways, it will be worth your while to recognize it. Your recognition can go a long way in promoting positive behaviors and helping your child or teen manage their feelings. Your recognition also promotes safe, secure, and nurturing relationships, a foundation for strong communication, and a healthy relationship with you as they grow. You can recognize your child or teen's efforts with praise, high fives, and hugs. Praise is most effective when you name the specific behavior of which you want to see more. For example, you took a deep breath when you got upset. That is a great idea. Avoid bribes. A bribe is a promise for a behavior, while praise is special attention after the behavior. While bribes may work in the short term, praise grows lasting motivation for good behavior and effort. For example, instead of saying, if you don't argue about who goes first when you play the game, I will let you pick out the movie we watched tonight, which is a bribe. Try recognizing the behavior after. You developed a plan for who goes first without arguing. Love seeing that. Actions. Recognize and call out when it's going well. It may seem obvious, but it's easy not to notice when all is moving along smoothly. When a child or teen is bravely facing their sister who hurt them, for example, a short specific call out is all that's needed. When a child or teen is bravely facing their sister who hurt them, for example, a short, specific call-out is all that's needed. I noticed you paused and got really clear about what you needed. Yes, excellent. Recognize small steps along the way. 
Don't wait for big accomplishments, like no sibling fighting, in order to recognize effort. Remember that your recognition can work as a tool to promote more positive behaviors. Find small ways your child or teen is making an effort and let them know you see them. Build celebrations into your routine. For example, if your child or teen sincerely apologizes to a friend, recognize that effort. Include hugs, high fives, and fist bumps as ways to appreciate one another. In closing, engage in these five steps is an investment that builds your skills as an effective parent to use on many other issues and builds important skills that will last a lifetime for your child or teen. Throughout this tool, there are opportunities for children and teens to become more self-aware, to deepen their social awareness, to exercise their self-management skills, to work on their relationship skills, and to demonstrate and practice responsible decision-making. This is brought to you by the Offices of Child Care, SAMHSA, and Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services.